28th episode in our first series of the SOAB Fab Podcast. I'm Ali and I run Bobbin Sewing School and my co-host is Caroline of the sewing business SOAB Fab. Hi Caroline! Hi Ali, hello everybody. So in our podcast we introduce you to guests that are integral to home sewing or have connections to the sewing industry. Many of our guests have small to medium-sized sewing related businesses and or provide necessary resources and products to help you as sewers. Oh, brilliant, Caroline. Thank you. And so what's your week been like this week? I know you've had classes. Exciting. I know. It's lovely to have people actually in the studio and sharing the space with me again. So yep, we've had a huge variety this week. We've had uh, beginner's crochet, uh, know your sewing machine class, which is always lovely, and beginner's felting. So yeah, it's been it's been wonderful. How about you? Yeah, I've had classes too. It's nice to see some familiar faces and some new faces too, which is lovely. So, and it's, uh, you know, every day is a new day and there's excitement. There's a real buzz again, which is really lovely. It, there it is. And do you know what? It's quite interesting. What I've picked up on is actually people are just pleased to be out of the house and chatting to someone different. Mm. So um, I have found, I don't know if you have, Ali, that the classes have been slower because everybody's been busy chatting and and <laughs> a very relaxed and chilled oh no it's really good isn't it it's really yeah. good. <laughs> and there seems to be a real sort of like uptake with you know I think it's maybe summer sewing we're all getting a bit more into mm. summer sewing and and enjoying the the weather which is thank goodness at long last seems to be on the change I know yeah. yeah isn't it lovely we've had two days on the trot that have actually been dry fantastic yeah yeah no it's really really good so let's hope it stays that way let's hope it stays that way so um I don't know about you Caroline but uh, we've got very we know we're always very busy but we always find time to do extra things and um I have just signed up to a quilt along wow <laughs> so I'm not a quilter you know no. I'm not a patchwork or a quilter really <laughs> But I couldn't resist, and actually, it's being run by our guests today, and uh, or not run. It's being it's being co-run because they yeah. are co-running it, um, and it's the Alaskan Rainbow quilt along. So the Alaskan Rainbow um, is a pattern, a quilt pattern by at Laundry Basket Quilts, Ooh. and um, and two guys at Fibre Hustle who have a podcast YouTube channel on YouTube they are running this um Alaskan rainbow quilt along and also a knitting quilt along a, a knitting quilt along that doesn't make sense they're also running a knit along and so I thought well as Emma and Tracy I found it through their podcast as Emma and Tracy are um are doing their bit thought I better sign up <laughs> not wow. I sign up but I have I mean I'm, I'm never very good at sew alongs or quote alongs how about you <laughs> no <laughs> I love the idea of them I, I actually I genuinely love them I really do and I start them and I get all my material and everything else but I think it's because I then have so much going on on my plate that I can't give it the time that it that it justifies which is a real shame because actually there is no reason in the world why you can't put that time aside um so yeah so hats off to you Ali can't wait to see your quilt well we'll see <laughs> so if you you know you can follow the hashtags and it will yeah. be 
hustle that rainbow hustle that rainbow is that... i mean well, that's a great hashtag a great hashtag isn't it it is well, see now you said you set me off, Ali. My mind is spinning. I know. So I was like, oh. So, so obviously the, the quilt. And the knitting's rainbow as well, is it? Yeah, I think it's all to do with Pride Month, which is June, obviously. Yeah. So, yes, so it's uh, so it's all going to be in conjunction oh. with. And, oh, I might and, have to have a go at the knitting then. You know, actually, it's a lovely... Um, you'll have to look at their, their YouTube um, episode. And they it's a, a sort of like a triangle, um, you know, a long, elongated... Sure. Yeah, shawl. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, might be able to manage that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I am knitting a cardigan, but I'll tell you about that another day. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know about you, Caroline, but um, I've been uh, gardening quite a bit, trying to get everything divided up. The weeds are growing like crazy. Uh, well, it's been so damp, hasn't it? And then all of a sudden the temperature's picked up a yeah. couple of degrees and they've just got, they've just like gone pop, 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 they pop, have, pop, They have, yeah. they have. So I'm I'm eating rhubarb every day. I've been eating rhubarb every day for for probably five, six weeks now. But wow. yeah, I, um, yeah. Mine's I, too young to eat because you can't eat it for two years, can no, you? No, you can't. No, they say don't pick yeah. it for two years. You need no. to eat it mature. But um, yeah, so it's been it's been um not too many crumbles because that's a bit naughty but I have do have it on my breakfast cereal and I was going to say you having it as a compote yeah, yeah. I do yeah I do. I love that. delicious yeah. yeah you can make rhubarb gin Ali well I know I know I could you do don't you just do that don't you just buy vodka and put the fruit yeah in that's it shove it in the, it in the freezer is that what you do? I think so. <laughs> don't don't quote me from the person that doesn't drink. But I think that's what you do. <laughs> I have to ask Penny, my friend. She's yeah. forever doing it. So yeah, so no, I think I think that is what you do. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, so but rhubarb's a delicious fruit anyway. So it is. It, is. Yeah. it can be a bit sharp at the beginning, but you yeah. it. it's a bit like going into cold water. It's a yeah. bit cold <laughs> at the beginning and then having said that I had the most amazing birthday present my birthday was last month as you know and um I got paddle boarding lessons oh my goodness that is amazing <laughs> they do it here at Rutland so yeah oh brilliant oh. so yeah I'm gonna wait for it to warm up a bit before I do that <laughs> next thing Ali you'll be into wild water swimming and I won't be able to oh, no, stop no, you no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> that's the good thing about the test you can't jump in it <laughs> Oh, it's a bit shallow it's a bit shallow well no you, yeah you'd be be told off by the fisherman <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah however the stream outside of my little window here is looking really really enticing on hot days you sort of like think oh I could call my we've done that haven't we we've yeah, often we sat in the same room and gone oh wouldn't it be nice just to take our shoes off and paddle yeah <laughs> lovely <laughs> anyway anyway I think we um yeah I think we you know we're all having a lovely time and it's it's great to be getting back up and running so uh shall we introduce our guests so today's guests are two lovely ladies that are firstly cousins and also co-hosts of the Curly Seams podcast or vlogcast hello ladies welcome to Emma and Tracy 
Hello. Hello. How are you both? It's lovely chatting to you today, be it over the airwaves. I know Zoom is a bit of a strange one, but that's how it is at the moment. How are you anyway? Um, I'm very well, thank you. I'm really good. And thank you so much for inviting us on. It's it's really great of you to, to ask us to come along. Oh, thank you for coming. And you, Tracy, how are you? Yeah, I'm good today as well, thanks. Yes, yes. The uh, sun was shining this morning. It's not now, but um, yeah, it was a good day. Is it still raining in Rutland, Caroline? It is. There's a permanent feature here. Well, it's very grey now. We've had um, we've had rain this morning. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. You are strides ahead of us, having been podcasting your Curly Seams series for a couple of years now. Mm. Can we call it a podcast or do you prefer a vlog as you are a visual podcast? We had this debate on our very first podcast, if you remember. We do call it a podcast, actually. It's a podcast. Or um, We've heard various people around the, the internet call it fibercasts and uh, wallcasts, all that kind of thing, to try and describe the type of topic that they're talking about as well. But it's just a podcast, I think, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, but we did have some debate, didn't we, to begin with? Yes, in the very first episode, we were trying to make our mind up what, what it was actually classified as. And I don't think we ever came to any resolution about it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I personally really love watching you both. And I get quite excited when I know you have a new episode coming up. Um, I have to say, you really helped me get through a few tricky days over the last year. Um, and I love seeing what you've been up to. I'd love to know what you've planned for the future. But firstly, I'd like to ask what inspired you to start Curly Seams? We, well, well, we actually we went away on a trip together. We we often used to go used to before COVID and everything. We used to go away um, a lot to, the, to America, to QuiltCon and to quilt festivals like that. And we went to one in Nashville and we, we talked about it briefly while whilst we were away in Nashville. And then we did our usual and came home and then never did anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and somebody sort of pipped us to the post on it almost as well. So we were trying to come up with, with a way of doing it um, because obviously for us, we wanted to be able to show what we, we'd been making and what we were working on. So it had to be more of a visual um, podcast rather than an audio, I think. Yeah, and that's lovely. It's lovely to see what you've been doing. It's yeah, very so, sort of almost like textural in a way. <laughs> yes, yes. So we, we sort of sat around the kitchen table one afternoon and decided that we'd go for it, didn't we, Tracy? Well, I think my recollection might be slightly different, actually. <laughs> I actually got a phone call. On it. A phone call one Sunday, I think it was, saying, "Shall we have a cup of coffee on Tuesday?" And we used to meet up for coffee fairly regularly. And and whilst you're with me, can you bring this, this, and this, 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 and this being some quilts that I was working on at the time? When I got there, there was a camera set up, and I didn't have a choice. <laughs> no, 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 no. You knew it. You knew it was happening. You knew. I it was suspected. Happening. I suspected. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. so you'd really, you'd really um, suggest then that Emma was the deciding factor, Tracy. I think yes, it was, it was definitely Emma's podcast, and I joined in. <laughs> I, I needed her. I needed her to join it with me. I needed, I needed Tracy beside me to, to show yeah. things. Well, I'll tell you what. When, when the first podcast went out, I, I have never felt so sick in all my life. Oh, so I text messages saying, I feel sick, I feel sick. Oh, I, I love button, it. I press the button to go, yeah, just do it, just do it. And then I went and hid in a corner. And for a couple of days, I was I kept thinking, oh, who's watched it? Who's watching it? Oh, 
shall I go and watch it myself? I couldn't watch it. And then my husband shouted out, how long have you two been doing a podcast? Well, <laughs> she, never, she never told him. She never told him we were doing it. <laughs> Oh, I, I love it. I love it. So so I'll tell you a guilty secret. I save it for when I'm working on really um, awkward things. So if I'm doing something that I don't particularly want to do, I think now, how can I make this much more exciting? So I put you two on. That's oh, great. I love it. I love it. Nice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. So who influenced or inspired you on your sewing journeys? Ooh. <laughs> For me, I started, I, mean, I started sewing when I was about 12. I can't remember sewing earlier than 12. Okay. But I remember being, um, I was in a household where I, I had a, gran, a grandmother that was knitting, that lived. That I lived in my dad's mum, she, she knitted. And my, my mum knitted and crocheted. And when she sewed, she would sew in batches. So she would do lots and lots and lots of things, you know, so like she'd make 20 pairs of boys trousers or something or 20 stuffed elephants at a time <laughs> and then she'd put the sewing machine away for six seven months it wouldn't come out again but then when it did come out I, I remember being fascinated by she just did things really quickly you know so she, she, she was in full sewing mode and then everything would go away but I mean I, don't, I never got involved in it at that point but I think I just picked it it was osmosis I think I was just watching what she was doing and but it wasn't until I went to school I really sort of got the bug and it was then you know doing the the normal um we all did them I think at that point aprons and things like that didn't we? Yeah, I didn't I remember you said you did something different didn't you Emma I can't remember what you said you did now yeah I did a night shirt a night shirt that's right yeah I did a wraparound skirt <laughs> oh, oh I, had a, I had a customer who told me about the wraparound skirt she had to make one of those as well she it was the worst nightmare of her life and she never picked up a sewing needle again ever <laughs> I did yeah. I did a little blue um blue with white flowers uh it was like a little blue and white flowered apron with the gathering across the front and the little pocket that and sounds sweet. Yeah, yeah yeah it's just yeah I still got it I wear mine I wear mine oh, my, mine's a little bit like small <laughs> well mine as well but I still wear it <laughs> like, I mine like never little... wearable I I look like a little diner waitress, you know. I could I could be like serving a serving yeah, yeah, I could, I could yeah. be serving a burger in a diner. <laughs> so Emma, what who who um inspired you? Um, well, I didn't really have anybody sewing wise. My mum was a knitter, and I came to sewing or oh, sort of twenties into my twenties really. And um, yeah, it was mainly self-taught along the way. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've got, I've got a friend, Heather, who lives over in Swindon, who um, I spent a lot of time with. And I think she, she was the one that sort of gave me the basics really to get me going and, yes. and encouraged me. And she still does actually, funnily enough, we're yeah. still in touch and she still eggs me on. And So um, you both have lived in the States and Canada. Um, you know, and, and it's such a big uh, craft over there to sew, isn't it? Do you think that living over there maybe paved your sewing careers slightly? Well, it did definitely for me, for, for sure it did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly from the quilting point of view, because I discovered Simply Quilts on um, cable TV. So <laughs> if I hadn't discovered that, I don't think I would have picked up. I mean, I knew I, knew I had made one, two quilts, I think, before, both of which I kind of left and didn't think much of yeah um, but 
but watching the television programs and then having access to the materials make made a huge difference mm, yeah we, I think we just didn't have access to materials at that point and I remember coming home on um on vacation once while we were there and trying to find somewhere to buy some fabric and I just couldn't you know it was there was no way you know you probably get something from Laura Ashley yeah we didn't have a John Lewis or anything near us, so I didn't go into shops like that. And there was one little craft shop in a, in a local town, but um, yeah. it was like one of those old fashioned shops and you had to wait to be served and, yeah. you know, they'd get things down from the shelves for you and that kind of thing. So you couldn't fundle the fabric or anything. So, um, no. so yeah, but in America, it's completely different, of course. You were surrounded by it and it was like Ooh. heaven. <laughs> sweet shop <laughs> yeah it was yeah even you know going to somewhere like walmart i mean walmart oh, yeah. was full of fabric and toys and things like that for you it was oh. it was amazing yeah. yeah yeah so do you think um do you think it helped with you choosing the careers or the path of the teaching that you've gone down do you think it's it, being over there inspired that I think for me it maybe it maybe gave me a taste of it because we we at that time we were living out in Alberta in the middle of nowhere and you had um because my my husband was forces you had 200 families living in very close proximity to each other on a a military base with nothing to do um Mm. around you so it was at that point that I started a little a little sewing group and probably you know started doing my first sort of teaching really whilst I was out there um, and it was when we came back from there that I then decided I, you know, I was going to go on and I was going to do my teaching certificate. And so, yeah, it gave me a taster of, 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 of teaching. And I yes. think that, that probably kickstarted me into deciding, yeah, this is the way I'm going to go. Oh, fabulous. And how about you, Tracy? Do you think it had a bearing? Do you think living over in the States had a bearing on you following the path? That you well, I, that's where I discovered long on quilting. So, um, yeah, I... <laughs> We told this story recently on a, on one of our podcasts, actually. So um, my journey into long arm quilting came because I took a composting course. <laughs> that uh, sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. so the, the, uh, I lived in San Jose and um, the, oh. the city had a composting course that you could attend. And um, in return, you got free composting bins, basically. That was the, um, that was the, the setup. Really? But the, the woman that was teaching me to compost um she was a quilter and of course I was I was doing top making patchwork top because I was watching Simply Quilts but I didn't know anything about long arm quilting but she came for a coffee one day and she said to me um basically that I was a topper not a quilter I was a topper and uh I felt oh I was really really upset what do you mean I'm a topper I make quilts no no she says you're not finished them she says until the until they're stitched together then I said yeah but I don't like that bit and oh. so she said, no, she said, I can put you in touch with someone that can do it for you. And I went, what? What? Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, uh, so that was the start of it, really. So, um, so yeah, so she gave me the name of this man that I phoned. And he was uh, very nice, very accommodating and quilted eight of my quilts for me. And as soon as I got them back, I said to my husband, that's exactly what, this is what I want to do when we go home. So I knew, yeah. you know, that's what I wanted to do. So it set you up in a career, really, didn't yeah, it? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a strange way to get into quilting. I have to say, doing a, a worm composting course in particular. But <laughs> you know, life sends curveballs everywhere, <laughs> doesn't it? Every which way. You just don't know what's going to happen. 
yeah. so I, I started through a young farmers competition who, who did you really yeah, it's strange isn't it strange yeah so obviously you both teach what do you mostly enjoy about that and do you think now that we're starting to see an ease in restrictions you'll be able to teach again soon Ooh. what do you enjoy most about it tracy uh there's i like it when they your students most of my students tend to be 17 or 80 i have 80 year olds they're quite elderly um i don't i have taught younger people in the past but in the main the people i taught teach are quite of the the older variety and they're, they're interesting to teach i have to say they're very interesting to teach and um and this is meant in the nicest possible way but i, I can imagine it's very much like teaching children okay <laughs> But with a few um, stories along the way, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's incredibly interesting. But yeah. the way in which you teach them, you have to think very carefully how you're teaching them mm -hmm. because they don't often always retain the things that you're telling them. So, or they don't, you, you have to have more than one way of teaching them because they um, they don't readily adapt to the to the one method you'd prefer to teach them. Yes. So, yes. And of course. I suppose unlike children, they can be very vocal in telling you whether they do or they don't like something. <laughs> oh yes, they don't hold back, do they? No, they don't hold back. No. But I absolutely love teaching it. As, as a group of people, I love teaching them because you do get the amazing stories along the way. They tell you all sorts. Their, their life stories are just incredible. Yeah. But the nicest thing is when they come, they, they, the light bulb goes on. Mm -hmm. and then they run with something that you've shown them how to do and then you'll see them in a two weeks time and they've taken it expanded that and made 10 of something you know using that, wow. that technique or process that you've shown them brilliant and they've they've gone two or three steps beyond where i got them to or i myself had got myself to you know so yes um that that i absolutely love because you 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 feel like you've well yeah you've definitely got the message over and that's that's as much as you need to do you know and um the fact that well for me if a student can be better than me i think that's brilliant yeah fabulous yeah, yeah. that's great what yeah. about you emma well like like tracy said exactly the same sort of concept really but also i think for me for for a lot of them um are in the same age bracket as tracy's as well and some of them come into classes very, very nervous, very timid. And it's like, it's almost like they found their tribe, their community almost, and, yeah. and how they support each other um, and help each other. That's, you know, that to me, I think is, is wonderful. Somebody who's very shy or timid comes in and, and is welcomed, you know, with mm. open arms and embraced and, yeah, it's like it's like finding your little tribe of people that you belong to, isn't it? Because I think we all want to belong to something. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. and and they they just love being they love being a part of it. They love being involved in things. Yeah. And if you ask them to, you know, oh, can you test this for me and see how that this works? They think that's the the best thing ever. Um. So yeah, I just uh, for me, it's just it's just seeing them all develop and and, and embrace each other really. Yeah. Oh no, it's lovely. Yeah. It's something that Caroline and I have discussed is the the friendships that are formed through it yeah. too, through their yeah. classes. Yeah, we've all got a we've all got a a similar sort of like interest, and it really does mean that 
you find people as you say your tribe it's it's important yeah. isn't it, it is. but, but they all come from different walks of life it's incredible yeah. different yeah. social um backgrounds as well but everybody has that common denominator we um we all stitch and we all, yeah but well, well, most of us do all the crafts as well and um, so it's lovely because you can share those too yeah so um yeah i know i love it but i think we all carry on on zoom we do a lot of zoom we do we meet twice a week with uh, one particular group and I think that will carry on because um, it's just the ease of it to be honest the fact that you know you can sit there in your pajamas if you wanted to none of them do I might but they don't know that <laughs> <laughs> well not on zoom are the big exhibitions and I know Tracy you demonstrate um, and teach yeah. exhibitions so how do you think that differs Oh, I love going to exhibitions. Oh, it's, it's, it's brilliant because you get, again, you get all sorts of life coming up, asking you questions. And um, I love it when they, you know, because I do a lot of long arm demonstrations, of course, the long arm are a considered purchase. They're not cheap. They're, they're a considered purchase. <laughs> I really like it when you get people coming up saying, um, these are expensive, aren't they? Why, why should I get one of these then? <laughs> And then you say, well, let me show you what it can do. And then you say, would you like to have a go? Oh, no, no, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, but it's fine. You can have a go. And then they go, oh, yeah. And then, Deirdre, come and look at this. I love, oh, this is fantastic, this is. <laughs> oh, it's been, I, love, I just love it. I just love it. All the different all the different people you meet and the conversations you have at the booth are just incredible. And um, customers come up, of course, that you've been to before. They come up and have a chat with you and they you catch up and everything they've been doing. Yeah, but I also like the sales side of it as well. So if you are demonstrating with a view to making a sale, that's a different that's a different thing altogether because you've got to have a different hat on at that point. But uh, yeah, no, I love all of it. I love all of it. Yeah, and I get to work with people because <laughs> I work on my own most of the time. So <laughs> well, all of the time really. So until some teaching, but um, they're yeah, very very tiring though, aren't they? Um, oh, incredibly tiring. Yeah, you're on a high. You're on a high. Really, you know, you sort of you get up in the morning knowing that you're going to be on your feet for at least 10 hours yeah <laughs> amazing yeah. yeah so so what does a what does a working day at the show look like does it start very early in the morning well before the doors open um well it all depends on what time the show opens but but generally speaking you're on the stand at least 45 minutes before the show opens because um you know you want to make sure the stand looks nice um, you've cleaned everything you've got everything all the demonstration pieces out um, maybe in the case of the long arm, we have to load another piece of fabric for um, the demonstration on that day. So if that's the case, it might be an hour early getting. But what I, I like to try and get that all done the night before if possible. So but it all depends how things have gone, you know, and just how tired you are. But you understand the show opens and it depends where the booth is. Um, if, if the booth is near the front of the, the shopping, um areas then you could have a lot of people quite quickly uh, if not you could be waiting for 45 minutes before somebody comes on the stand but what we tend to do now and I say we because when I'm on the stand there'll be somebody else with me um yeah. we'll start quilting straight away so we'll start demonstrating and and basically we're just we're just doodling or just trying to you know we're just just warming up basically and then yeah. what generally happens people will come and stand around you and look at what you're doing and um and then at that point then you, some people will, will come and say well i've come to see this can you show me x y and z 
yes or other people will say um oh that looks interesting do you mind if I watch and you know that's fine and I'll say would you like to try some people do some people don't so um it depends where you get a whole mixture of people and then at some point during the day you've got the school groups coming through uh-huh <laughs> and I, I love the school groups I really do like those because you can just capture their imaginations completely you know this is the machine they've never seen in their home um you know, domestic science or to don't call it that now do they but um <laughs> I don't know, what do they call the sewing bit now Te uh, textiles isn't it textiles. design and technology yeah, yeah. design and technology yeah. design and technology yeah. isn't it? So, um, but yeah, they are all, all of them, all the kids normally want to have a try. So, um, so that's interesting. So, and some of them are just naturals at it, you know, some of them aren't. And then you get the fashion students coming through. Um, yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely to meet everybody. Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah, but the day, the day doesn't finish normally till about five or five thirty. sometimes six if the show's open till six. And of course, at some point during the day you're trying to get a coffee or you know something to eat but um we, we rotate around so everyone gets like a half an hour break at some point or other and then basically it's out of the showroom have something to eat and collapse <laughs> i was gonna say it's a it's a long day isn't it because you're Very performing long, yeah. all day you've got and yeah. uh, you're thinking all day you don't have yeah. time to to sort of switch off so yeah it, yeah. it must be very exhausting yeah. Yeah, so you've both you've both got long arm quilters, and Tracy, you you said there that you I think were one of the first to get your long armed quilter into yeah. the country, um, yeah. which was a I mean that's amazing, isn't it? It's it's amazing that they hadn't come over before, but well done you and Emma. You've not long had yours. Um, how have they changed your lives? I mean, you've touched on it, um, Tracy, but would you be able to live without it? I well, I mean, mine mine is not so much a business um, yeah. um, tool really, it's more of a, a guilty little pleasure. Ah, so I wondered, yeah. Yeah, I mean, having watched Tracy doing it, you know, for all of these years, I've, I've lusted after one for a long time and um, eventually the right one sort of popped up. And um, I mean, I love mine, I love my machine. It does, it does take up a quite a lot of space Yes, um, but I do like I do like the freedom that it gives me of being able to throw a quilt on there and to to be able to quilt it myself. Um, not brilliantly sometimes because I'm still learning, but um, yeah, I do I do love mine. I would yeah. I would yeah I wouldn't be without mine. I don't think. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be without mine for sure. So <laughs> long day, I need mine anyway for the business side of things. So the. Uh, principal part of my work is long on quilting for other people or teaching it yes. so I, yeah. I need them for that but um this afternoon is a non-work it's a non-working day for me today so today I have actually just gone and loaded a quilt for myself so again, oh, it's lovely just be able to, to think that you can uh, complete the process yourself and you haven't got to worry about it you know so um, yeah yeah. So it's a pleasure and it's a pleasure, not and a chore, but a pleasure and a necessary tool for you, really, in that respect. Um, yeah, it, it, it is exactly that. It is a tool. I think that's mm. the way to look at it. It is a tool. And um, it's just it's another sewing machine, basically. Yes. You know, so, and, you know, and I just, it just happens to be on a 14 foot or a 12 foot table. <laughs> <laughs> you do need a bit of space for them, don't you? <laughs> So having worked at a show, you go to these big exhibitions in America as uh, regular customers, as it were. Yeah. Uh, what is the draw 
to go into those shows how do they differ to the ones here oh size <laughs> size and sometimes they're they're in a slightly warmer climate so they you know, <laughs> most, sure. most are in february and it tends to be you know the south of sort of south states of america almost so it, it's a tad warmer sometimes not always but yeah they're, they're bigger the the variety of of tools and fabrics that you can get at them is just astounding really yeah, good chance good. of a holiday as well isn't it really oh yeah for sure i mean when we've gone before we've um, added a couple of days before and after haven't we to yeah. travel around and you know you'll go to a museum or something or you'll go and see something in the local area yeah, we haven't gone for much more than um, seven days, though, have we? There's seven, no, ten days we go for normally, isn't it? Um, it seems so long. I can't remember. It's been so long since we were let out. <laughs> the last one we went to was Nashville in 2019. But yeah, we, like Tracy said, the, the shows are usually, what, sort of four four days long. We usually yeah. go a couple of days before, and we, we sometimes try, try and get a couple of days at the end of it as well. Yeah. Wow. With your other hat on, Tracy, you are a judge. Oh, I am. Yes. Yes. So yeah. what does that um, involve? Or how did that happen for you? Well, I became a quilt judge in 2008. Um, I qualified through the Quilters Guild of the British Isles. The reason I actually started doing the judging course was because I got my long arm in 2000 when we came back from living in America. And I found that uh, nobody knew much about long arm quilting at all. So we were doing a lot of education about long arm quilting in particular. And then long arm quilting was being used in the shows, but, the, but nobody really understood what it was and wasn't really judging it in the way I thought they should have been judging it. So my thinking at the time was, well, if I, if I trained to be a judge, then my specialism could be long arm quilting. And then perhaps we could you know, think about getting um, more judges involved in understanding what that that type of technique is all about so that was the reason I really got into it now of course you don't always get the opportunity to do to judge what you want to judge <laughs> so you have to judge what is given to you basically sometimes <laughs> so um but yeah so all of the judges that I, I trained with actually came to my house and we did a whole pro a training program for long arm quilting here so I, I did achieve that that was something that I was really pleased about Brilliant. and since then I think similar training programs have happened around the country with other um specialist type work in that you know it won't necessarily just be long on quilting it could be some other kind of um specialism you know maybe head now some surface some surface embellishment type work so dyeing techniques that kind of thing they'll do um training days just for that in particular sort of thing so but, uh, sorry what was the right. question no oh, I kind of went off piece then <laughs> no 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 you've answered it no 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 you've answered it it was perfect I don't, how do you talk to my machine? Do you do you talk to your machine at all, Emma? Yeah, usually when it's not behaving, yeah. it um it gets a right earful when it's um it, you know I sort of threaten to throw it out the window on numerous occasions because they can be, I don't know about Tracy's, but mine mine is quite temperamental and it definitely has a character and it it um it does like to fight you sometimes Aww. with tension and threads and things like that, so we we end up having stern words and and a quick quick slap and then we're back to, we're back to work again so I had, I, had, um, I had one machine that just wouldn't work on a, a weekend it, it definitely refused to work on a weekend <laughs> and, um, I actually remember one Sunday having to complete a quilt and the machine just wasn't behaving at all 
and I stood there looking at it, I said, please, please, I just need to get this job out today. Can you, can you just, just, just work with me today? Go on, please, please. <laughs> I was thinking, he said, what on earth are you doing? I said, well, I'm just talking nicely to it. So it yeah yeah oh good. Yeah. good oh wow gosh do you know what I can't believe how fast this past half an hour has gone and we've got so much more to ask you Emma and Tracy should we resume next week I think that might be a good idea okay um, yeah. yes it's been great and fun and interesting so let's resume our chat next week ladies I think that's a great idea so we look forward to hearing more Bye for now. Thank you. It's been okay, great. Thank you. So if you enjoyed our podcast and you would like to hear more, please do subscribe and you can find all details about us and the links to this show at www.soabfabpodcast.podbean.com and you'll find our links and social media feeds. Keep in touch. And in the meantime, happy sewing, everybody. Happy, happy sewing. sewing. Bye. 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 Bye.